You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, what's going on? As always, it's your boy Sosa Kremenjas, a fantasy analyst at Pro Football Focus and your host of the Locked On Rams podcast, your number one daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Rams. Welcome to your Tuesday edition of the pod. I appreciate you guys for sticking around and joining me once again. And we're going to continue today's episode by diving deeper into the Matt Stafford trade. We got to keep diving into this one. It's probably the biggest trade slash transaction slash piece of news revolving around the Rams dating back to that Sam Bradford, Nick Foles trade. I want to say in 2014, maybe 2013, my mind is escaping me right now. It's that big of a deal. The Rams swapped their current franchise quarterback in Jared Goff, obviously, for Matt Stafford and a boatload of picks. It cost him a third-round pick in 2021, a first-round pick in 2022, and a first-round pick in 2023. So we're going to dive into their current draft pick situation, talk about their salary cap situation, and then in the next segment, we're going to dive into a Crossover Tuesday edition with Locked On Lines host Matt Derry. He's going to let you guys know who the Rams are getting in their quarterback, their new quarterback, Matt Stafford. What kind of player? What does he bring to the table? What does he bring to the community? And we're going to learn about Stafford together. And that should pretty much wrap up this episode, and it's going to be a good one. And I mentioned a second ago that we're going to begin with the draft pick situation. So that is where we're going to start. The Rams currently do not have a great-looking draft, obviously. They don't have a first-round pick. They gave that away for Jalen Ramsey in last year's trade to the Jacksonville Jaguars, which was the 25th pick overall. They don't have a third round pick now because they also gave that one just now to the Detroit Lions for Matt Stafford. So the picks that they currently have are the second round draft pick. It's going to be the 57th pick as of right now. A third round comp pick for the hiring of Brad Holmes, who was in the Rams front office and is obviously now a part of the Detroit Lions front office, the GM there. That is unofficial in terms of what the draft order is going to be for that pick, but they have a second round pick, that third round pick. They have a sixth round pick, which is currently the 185th pick. Obviously, like I said, they haven't really handed out the comp order just yet. So that is going to get pushed down from the 185th pick, but that is a sixth rounder. And then they also have a seventh rounder, which is the 217th pick. And once again, that is going to be pushed down. So they haven't yet included the third round pick that the Rams are likely going to get as a compensatory pick for losing Dante Fowler to the Atlanta Falcons, who obviously signed a large deal. And then another fourth round comp pick that is going to likely be provided for the loss of Corey Littleton, who signed with the Las Vegas Raiders. So as you can imagine, the Rams are very likely going to have this little haul here, and I'll give it to you in a second. Again, this is projected, so things could change, but it seems likely these are according to Over the Cap, who is usually very, very accurate in their prediction. So the Rams are going to have a second round pick, a third round pick, another third round pick, a fourth round pick, a sixth round pick, and a seventh round pick. That gives them six picks in the draft altogether, which is one shot of a full draft haul. But again, they don't have a first round pick and they're going to have to sit around for quite a while. 56 players are going to get drafted before the Rams have their chance to go make their selection. So obviously they like this approach to give away the first round picks, which seem to be insanely overvalued by most NFL franchises. And I understand why, right? You're getting your chance to pick the college football landscape's best players, one of the 32 in the first round. And not only that, but you're getting a cost-controlled starter, typically, somebody who's going to 
have five years worth of cost controlled prices. Obviously, in a salary cap league, that is very important because having a starter is one thing. Having a starter for a cheap price is a whole different thing and something that every team obviously wants and is targeting all the time. So that's why first round picks are very valuable. Now, the Rams have proven that they can draft without a first round. They've picked many players dating back to Les Snead's regime before Sean McVay came around because Les Snead, I believe, has been with the Rams since 2012. He was there predating McVay with Jeff Fisher, and he remained, obviously, when McVay came on board in 2017. And they've had a lot of success together. Now, obviously, like every GM, he's never going to be perfect. He's had some misses, specifically in the first round. Guys like Tavon Austin in the first round, specifically in the top 10. Greg Robinson, second overall. Alec Ogletree, 30th overall. Some bad misses. But at the same time, he picked Aaron Donald, 14th overall. That is one of the best players the game has ever seen. So you can pretty much imagine that that's a pretty good pick. And recently, he's taken a different approach to actually trade a lot of these first-round picks in exchange for proven veteran stardom. You look at guys like Brandon Cooks, who they brought on board for a first-round pick. I don't know if you can necessarily say that one worked out. Brandon Cooks was a good player for the Rams, obviously, for you know two seasons, and they ended up paying him. But then again, they dumped him off relatively quickly, and they really had no reason to. I mean, he was a talented player. He was a young player. And so I guess you could probably say that one didn't work out all that well. But you, know, you look at acquiring Jalen Ramsey, the best cornerback in football, for two first-round picks, again, they had to turn right back around and pay him a huge contract, record-breaking money at the cornerback spot, which kind of hurts, obviously, because you know you have only so much cap to work with. But at the end of the day, you're not going to draft a player like Jalen Ramsey in the first round. I mean, you're, the chances you're going to do that is not very high. The chances you're going to do that if you're a team that is drafting in the late first round because you made the playoffs is even less likely. And that's exactly what happened here with the Rams. Obviously, the 2019 pick that the Jaguars got from the Rams for Jalen Ramsey was not a playoff pick. I believe it was right around the 16th or 18th draft pick. I can't exactly recall now off the top of my head, but the one that the Jaguars are getting this draft is going to be 25th overall. And you look back to their first round selection in last year's draft, the one that they used from the Jalen Ramsey trade, they selected LSU pass rusher Caleb on chase on, and he put together a very, very bad rookie year. And You know, they're not going to get a very high pick out of this draft for the Jalen Ramsey trade. So you could probably assume that the Rams came out on top of that one. And then you look at the Rams, their mid-round selections, Cooper Cup, a third-round pick, a stud. John Johnson, also a third-round pick in the same draft, another star. You look at fourth-round pick in the same draft, Josh Reynolds, a starting wide receiver in the league, a second-round pick in Gerald Everett after the Rams traded down a bunch of times, another second-round pick in Taylor Rapp. The Rams are finding very talented players outside of the first round. And again, it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to keep doing that. It's hard to do that. We know the more picks you have, the better of a hit rate you're going to have at the scouting slash drafting position. And, you know, the Rams obviously don't have that many draft picks. But at the end of the day, there are only one draft pick short of a full draft haul. Obviously, they're going to be picks lower than you typically would have if you would have a first rounder or if you're not a playoff team. But again, even when they do decide to trade these high draft picks for proven veteran talent. They find ways to restock their draft picks by way of losing players in free agency and getting comp picks back. And then again, they find a way to restock the shelves, the talent by using these mid-round picks. And these guys are typically not pressed into immediate starting positions, but they usually develop into guys that contribute for the team. And the Rams have done a great job at doing that. 
They're not going to be picking in the first round again. And that is because of the Matt Stafford trade. And that is what we're going to delve into in the next segment. Locked On Lions host Matt Deary is going to come on here and we're going to share our crossover episode. He's going to talk about who Matt Stafford is as a player, as a man, and what the Rams are getting in their new franchise quarterback. And while we've got you, come connect with us on Twitter for all the coverage you need on the Los Angeles Rams. You can find me at QB's MEP and you can find the page at Locked On Rams. Are we ready for the Super Bowl? The Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are only mere days away from kicking off the Super Bowl, which is likely going to be a very exciting one between two explosive offenses. And there's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. Locked On Rams and Locked On Lions listeners, we appreciate you guys for tuning in with us. I am your host, Sosa Kremenges of the Locked On Rams podcast, and I'm joined by Matt Derry, the host of the Locked On Lions podcast. And as you guys probably know by now, the Rams and the Lions have executed Well, technically not yet, not official until the new league year in March, but they have executed a trade between two quarterbacks, Matt Stafford and Jared Goff, as well as three draft picks, a third round draft pick in 2021, a first round pick in 2022, and a first round pick in 2023 headed to the Detroit Lions from the Rams. Now, Rams fans, obviously, you guys are probably not that familiar with Matt Stafford, who he is as a player, who he is as a man. And that's why Matt is now going to delve into kind of who the Rams are getting. So, Matt, I appreciate you for joining me. Uh, Why don't you kind of just tell Rams Nation who they're getting in Matt Stafford as a quarterback, some of his pros, cons as a player, even who he is off the field? Well, I'll say this. So uh, uh, you're not going to worry about him off the field. Uh, You're not going to worry about him being late or being a bad attitude guy or anything like that. You're getting a, a, a winning personality. Um, you're getting a guy that uh, is not going to say anything stupid or, or put bullet board material up for the opposition or trash talk. This is a buttoned up uh, professional that going into age 33, 34 is just looking to win. And it, LA was his number one choice. This is where he wanted to be. Uh, he and his wife, Kelly, already have a home out there in Newport Beach, California. So this is a, a huge win for Stafford. He got what he wanted. He got out of Dodge and got out of Detroit. Um, and now he's getting an opportunity with the Rams. That was his first pick. He's going to be a part of a prolific offense under Sean McVay and, 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 and certainly Kevin and all the guys, uh, uh, there on that staff. And I think he'll, I think he'll be good. I do. I'm not ready to anoint him as this Super Bowl winning quarterback yet. I know there's some national people that are saying Stafford's going to win the MVP. Stafford's going to have an Aaron Rodgers type 2020 and 2021. I'm not ready to go there yet. He's had some really good years. He's been excellent in the community and everything else. But when it it came to winning the big games in Detroit, he didn't do it, Sosa. Yeah, right. Uh, No playoff wins in 12 years. That's obviously somewhat of a concern. But, you know, that's obviously a team thing as well. Now, uh, you mentioned kind of, you know, not wanting to fully invest in terms of the MVP and all the hype and everything that's kind of surrounding him right now. Is there any reason in your mind as to why he could never really take that next step in his career? You know, that's a good question. Um, I think at times he has made some very poor decisions. He's made some bad throws. Look, all quarterbacks are going to do it. Um, You know, 
he's been banged up, yet he's played through it. There's nothing that I'm going to sit here and tell you that he doesn't do well. He's he's well-rounded, pretty good. And when he has to run, he can run a little bit. He's not the most mobile guy in the world. But I, I think when you get pressure on him, I think there's some times that he's got a little Brett Favre gunslinger in him that here comes the pressure. But I'm going to fit this pass in between the two safeties. And unfortunately, he throws it to the other team. Uh, he's done that. There have been some years where you, he's made some head-scratching throws. You know, 2013, end of the year, when the Lions had, had started the year 6-3 and three, but lost six of their last seven, he was horrible at the end of that season in home losses to Baltimore and the Giants. Five interceptions in those games, one touchdown. And then other times he'll come out and he'll throw some beauties. Um, and he's made guys better. Marvin Jones will be the first to tell you. Uh, Golden Tate. Guys like that are getting paid because of Stafford. Um, and he hasn't had a great running game behind him. So I, I do think that with Akers and with the Rams offensive line and with McVay's system, I think he'll be, I think he'll be good. But I'm not ready to to call him elite and say he's definitely going to be in the top five next year. Remember, he's entering year 13. He's taken a lot of a lot of punishment over the years. Yeah, I think that's a fair expectation. And I'm glad you touched on uh, Marvin Jones there quickly uh, to wrap this up. Is the expectation that he's going to be back in Detroit or that they have any interest in bringing him back? Because I know a lot of Rams fans are kind of putting two and two together right now and hoping for the Rams to court him in free agency, bring him home, so to speak. He's a California guy and bring that deep threat that the Rams really haven't had for a little while. Oh, I would put the odds on Marvin Jones going to L.A. better than Marvin Jones going to Detroit. Yeah, uh, Marvin Jones, a free agent. Marvin Jones is gone, and he's not coming back here. Uh, you know, maybe if Matthew Stafford were coming back, maybe Marvin Jones would think about it. But no, this is a full-fledged rebuild here. And uh, while the Lions need receivers, and they love what Marvin added for four years, he was here. Um, no, I I would say that if Marvin Jones wants to take less. I, I know the Rams have cap issues, but it uh, wouldn't surprise me if he took a lesser deal to play with Stafford. They had a very, very good connection, called themselves kind of a 9-11 connection with Stafford, number nine, and, and Jones, number 11. So I, I think Matthew will bring a couple of guys that are familiar with him with him. And they might even take less to, to be out in L.A. and have that chance at, at getting that ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And that was another name that I wanted to highlight, actually, was Marvin Hall, another free agent that was with the Lions, another deep threat, another guy that the Rams could look to court. And like you mentioned, they have cap issues, so they will be a little bit strapped in that regard. But thank you, Matt, for answering those questions. In the next segment, we're going to flip the tables, and Matt is going to ask me some questions that relate to the Rams as well as new Detroit Lions quarterback, Jared Goff. I'm Matt Terry, Locked on Lions, Sosa Cremendous, Locked on Rams. So let's flip it a little bit and talk about the L.A. side of this deal. Sosa, uh, you watched Jared Goff now though, for the last few years. Uh, are you stunned that he's now in Detroit? I'm sure you're not, but, but what took place over the last few years where the Rams just soured on him so badly? What are we getting here? You know, I actually am stunned. I, I knew that the, the relationship was starting to sour. Like you said, he just wasn't progressing. And never mind progressing, he actually regressed. And um, it felt like, you know, they were just kind of going in circles. It was the same old story of nine, ten wins, get in the playoffs, win a game, maybe win two games, but never really get that ring. The thing that everyone's after, obviously, only one team can win it. And as to what happened with the relationship, I'm not exactly sure. It, it was very strange how quickly... You know, things soured. It went from everything is good. Jared Goff is our guy to the broken thumb against the Seahawks. A week later, his backup, John Wolford, gets the start in week 17, about four or five days after Jared Goff had surgery. Wolford impresses. And then the week after that, they go into Seattle in a playoff game and 
Wolford draws a start over the quarterback. You know, the controversy starts there. And again, would have started the week after had he not gotten injured in that game with his unfortunate neck injury. So very weird. Sean McVay comes out after that and says, you know, we're not going to commit to Jared Goff. We're looking to upgrade every position. A week later, general manager Les Snead comes out, says the same thing, and then drops a weird line talking about, you know, everyone's tradable. The salary cap is manageable. And that was pretty much the beginning of the end. Let's be honest there. And uh, it was shocking for sure. You know, Jared Goff is a solid player, a league average quarterback. I would call him uh, a guy who can look, you know, very, very good one game and then very, very bad the next game. That's his main issue, I think, is the inconsistencies and the turnover issues. But again, you know, this is a low cost addition for the uh, Lions. I think this is a great ad for them because if things work out great, they have a franchise quarterback. And if they don't, they have four first round picks over the next two years. And, you know, they can get rid of Jared Goff relatively easily for all intents and purposes. And, you know, new Lions general manager, Brad Holmes, was the guy that wanted Jared Goff in the 2016 draft. He told uh, the Rams front office, he had a prominent role back then, that uh, he wanted him over Carson Wentz. And I'm not sure, you know, how they delegated that task. But again, that's probably why he ended up in Detroit. And it looks like a solid addition to me when it comes to the Lions perspective. So so tell me about what went wrong and when it went wrong with Goff. Was it the Super Bowl? Because they scored three points, the Patriots shut him down. And then after that, he was never the same guy. Can you pinpoint what what the time was where the regression started? You know what's ironic? I think the first game where things really started to look a little weird was that 2018 season against the Detroit Lions. And it was when Matt Patricia put together a relatively solid game plan. Now, the Rams still won that game. I can't recall what the score was. I want to say 30 to 16 or something like that. Um, But they won on the back of their running game. It was the Belichick-like scheme that made Jared Goff look very shaky. And then he goes to the Super Bowl. Again, another Belichick-led defense makes him look, you know, relatively awful. You go into 2019, he regresses big time and somewhat, you know, can be attributed to the offensive line getting worse and, you know, his contract kicking in and things like that. Obviously, the roster around him was going to suffer a little bit. And then you go into this past season and the third branch of that Patriot tree, Brian Flores with the Dolphins, It was coming off their bye week. I can't recall what week now, week nine or week 10. And he looked just brutal. And, um, you know, that scheme seemed to seriously give him some trouble. You go look back to the 2018 season again, the Vic Fangio tree, giving him a lot of trouble as well. And it was just very questionable as to how they could never solve these things. And, you know, it was relatively simple in terms of the things they were seeing time and time again, the same stuff. And uh, it became maddeningly, you know, infuriating and, Um, that's kind of, I think when it started in 2019 as a whole was a step back 2020, another relative step back when it comes to the turnovers. And I think the Rams just got sick of the lack of progression and the actual, you know, regression and just figured out that where they want to go to the Super Bowl is probably not going to be led by Jared Goff. And so they decided to make the move now. Final thing for Sosa Kremenges, the voice of uh, Locked On Rams here on Locked On Lions doing a special little crossover here. What do you think of the Lions hiring of Brad Holmes? Certainly Ray Agnew also coming over from that Rams front office. Uh, How strong of hires do you uh, look at at them being here in Detroit? I absolutely love the hires. I I think, you know, when you look at a front office, the one front office that, you know, you can make the case that is as impressive as anybody is the Rams front office. They haven't had any first round picks in the last five years, and they've been able to find impact players everywhere. You look at third round picks, you know, John Johnson, Cooper Cup, Gerald Everett in the second round, Josh Reynolds in the fourth round. So many talented players. The Rams barely ever had first round picks. Brad Holmes was a guy that was with the Rams for nearly two decades. Ray Agnew follows him nearly two decades as well. And then they hired, 
Rams cornerbacks coach Aubrey Pleasant as the secondaries coach. So, you know, there's a lot of ties there now. I think with, you know, how much the Lions have struggled over the last handful of years, decade, two decades, whatever it may be. These are the guys I truly believe are going to write the ship for you guys. Um, and, you know, with the haul that they have now in the draft, I truly expect the franchise to start turning around in the right direction relatively quickly under these guys. So it's a great stuff. Thanks so much. Folks, are you having any car troubles? Do you ever go outside to find your car tires flat or your car won't start? Well, you should absolutely check out rockauto.com for your service needs. Rock Auto is a family-owned business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. There isn't a better time to support a family-owned business than right now with these strange COVID-related times that we're living in. If you're a do-it-yourselfer or a professional and are looking for reliably low prices, you guys need to check them out. Go to their website, check out all of their available parts. It's a truly never-ending list, and if your car needs it, they've probably got it. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us so they know that we sent you. You're one of a kind and so are your taxes. That's why TurboTax Live as experienced tax experts who are ready to listen to you, learn about your unique tax situation, and help you get the best tax outcome. Maybe you're moonlighting as a rideshare driver and have questions about what qualifies as a deduction. Maybe you want an expert to walk you through the process since most of your income last year came from freelance jobs. Or maybe you'd like to hand the whole tax filing process off to an expert while you perfect your banana bread recipe. Whether you want to file with the help of an expert or let an expert do the filing for you, TurboTax Live tax experts are here to help, giving you the confidence to know that your one-of-a-kind uniquely you taxes are done right. Intuit TurboTax Live. It was a Manning Monday yesterday on Locked On Giants Today. Host Patricia Trainer has an exclusive interview with Eli and Archie Manning on the Locked On Giants feed right now. Get an inside look at one of football's premier family dynasties. Listen to a special edition of Locked On Giants after this podcast. Welcome to the final segment of this Locked On Tuesday edition of the podcast. I appreciate you guys for hanging around this long. We're going to wrap up this final segment and this episode with a quick salary cap update. Updating you guys after this Jared Goff, Matt Stafford trade goes through. It's not technically going to be official until the new league year in March, but from all accounts, we can assume that Right now, the Rams have right under negative $31 million in salary cap space, according to Over the Cap. Now, they are going to take another relatively large hit from Matt Stafford. Acquiring him is going to cost the Rams $20 million, though they do shed $12.5 million by getting rid of Jared Goff. So the Rams are now going to inherit $7.25 million extra on the cap, added to the 31 that they already are down in the negatives, putting them at around negative 38.25 million so almost negative 40 million in total obviously that is not an ideal spot to be but it's not a big deal because the rams can really get out of this hole by restructuring a bunch of their contracts they can free up a lot of money by restructuring aaron donald jalen ramsey even matt stafford they could look to extend him right out of the gate they could restructure him and push some of that guaranteed money back lessening his cap hit right now they could even choose to restructure wide receivers cooper cup and Robert Woods, who they just paid last offseason. Now, fans always talk about restructures every offseason, and it's not something that the Rams do often, and it's not something that is really advised to do very often from any NFL team. Now, this is an unprecedented offseason. The salary cap dropped for the first time that I can ever recall in my entire life. I think teams are going to do very different things, very weird things. A lot of teams are in the negatives. This is obviously putting a lot of teams' backs against the wall, and They're probably going to do things differently, and I think a lot of teams are not going to have a choice, and they're going to have to restructure, especially when you consider the fact that the salary cap is probably going to rise again in 2022. We don't know to what amount, and we can't really even necessarily assume that it will, but 
I mean, the year is probably going to go a little bit closer to back to normal. I hope at least some fans can start to trickle back in more money for NFL contracts, more media, things like that. I expect the salary cap to rise again, and that is going to allow teams to become more creative when it comes to restructuring their cap hits for some of the players that they have going into this offseason. And the Rams have a boatload of guys to choose from. They could literally free up, I believe, over $45 million in restructures, and that is probably going to happen with how many free agents they have, how many holes they have on the roster if these free agents all walk, and just how deep in the hole the Rams are currently. That is not putting them in a good position, and you can assume that they're going to try and climb out of the hole as far as possible and put themselves in a position to bring back a few of their talents, if not go into the free agent market to replace them with guys that could be of the same caliber or even cheaper. But at the end of the day, the Rams are definitely going to need to create a lot of space to fill some of the holes on their roster because they don't have any high draft picks really, and they don't have much money to work with right now, or even if they only restructure one or two of their contracts. That is all we got for you. On this episode, I appreciate you guys for tuning back in. This episode is brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful diamond ring launching exclusively on January 18th at BlueNile.com. This exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launches on January 18th and you can preview it exclusively at BlueNile.com. I appreciate you guys, as always, sticking around. Make sure to come back to us on Wednesday when we continue to delve into who Matt Stafford is as a player. I finally got a chance to break down the tape, and I'm going to provide you guys with exactly what I came away with in his positives and negatives as a player in the 2020 season. Just a reminder, come connect with us on Twitter. You can find me at QBsMEP, and you can find the page at LockedOnRams. Please subscribe or follow to get our latest episodes, content, breaking news, and a whole lot more.